for us now. Um, Reading from Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 29. And that's in your outline, or you can flick in your Bible. Okay. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behaviour, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave to me to present to you the word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. I was just going to pray for Dan as well. Um, He has not been well this morning. He's been throwing up. I'm hoping it's not the chicken dinner that we cooked last night. I'm starting to feel a bit queasy myself. So let me just pray for him as he comes to um, speak to us and, yeah, share, teach us this. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can gather as your people this morning. We do just pray for Dan. Lord, please be with him and give him the strength that he needs to um, deliver this message. Um, Father, please be with us. Open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds to hear your message to us this morning. Amen. Thanks, Han. Thanks, Sky, um, for, for your prayers. <clears throat> yeah, I have not been able to hold down food this morning, and uh, if uh, I suddenly need to have a break in the sermon, um, uh, don't be alarmed. I don't know if anyone's got a bucket nearby. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ken. You're a good man. Oh, we'll see how we're going. <clears throat> um, yeah. Excuse me.
I must say that that uh, Bible reading was done ex- exceptionally well by a very attractive woman. I love having uh, love having my wife uh, on, in partnership with me in ministry. It's a great joy. <clears throat> um, I th- think it's appropriate there at the end of uh, one uh, Colossians chapter one uh, that it says, uh, as Christ is proclaimed. Uh, to this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy that Christ so powerfully works within him. Uh, that is the, the Apostle Paul. Uh, it's not Paul's energy that he strives, that he contends, uh, but it is with the energy of Christ. And that's um, yeah, uh, what I need this morning. That's what we all need, isn't it? It's the energy of Christ as we uh, seek to serve him and proclaim him. Um, I do um, come to you uh, this morning with, with a personal confession that I really wanted this mission series uh, to be as dynamic as possible, uh, full of vigour and energy and inspiration um, from me as uh, the senior pastor and was very much encouraged right at the beginning of um, my stepping into this role that uh, I should set a vision for the future of our church that we uh, should be moving forward as a congregation uh, with uh, a visionary leadership full of vigour, full of energy, enthusiasm and charisma. Um, and those are none of the feelings that I feel at the moment, uh, let alone with a stomach bug in the lead-up uh, to uh, this morning and uh, this vision series. And yet, um, in God's gracious provision, this is probably the exact way in which it should be. Because in the end, as you see on the graphic there, it's not Dan's mission, is it? It's not, it's not Stromlo's mission. It's his mission. It's his vision. And that's what we want to follow in his footsteps. And so we don't, uh, we shouldn't ever step back and say, wow, uh, Stromlo Church has the most dynamic, charismatic, um, energetic leadership. Um, that we are steaming ahead as uh, this visionary church with, with all this dynamic stuff happening um, and en- energy going on uh, on our own. But it is the Lord Jesus and his mission uh, that we want to follow. And I think, it's again, it's in his grace and his mercy to us uh, that I just come before you humbly and say, hey, I, I'm weak for this task. And yet Christ is all sufficient, isn't he? Uh, and we want to tap, tap into his, his mission for us as a church. And so we just come in our brokenness, in our fallibility, in our low energy levels, and even in our vomiting, um, we come before him and we say, Lord, may your will be done. That's what we prayed last week, wasn't it? It was so good to have uh, the Lord's Prayer as the foundation and, and, and the, the prayer for laborers to go into the harvest field as foundation for where we're going uh, as a church. And so we, we set now to this task to try and uh, work out who it is we are as a congregation, who it is uh, that God is calling us to be as a church, and, and what direction we need to head, head towards. And uh, I think we uh, need to try and work out, and this is what we're doing in this uh, sermon series, work out, work out what is his mission, uh, not, not what's our mission and we, we creatively come up with this on our own steam but what's his mission and we uh, step in board, uh, on board with his mission and so uh, that's what our task is and in a way it's a little bit like um, uh, a compass 
setting the direction, isn't it? Like setting the direction as to, to where we're going. It's, it's not telling us um, the actual destination. Uh, it tells us the direction. And that's what the scriptures are doing for us. Now, it is very helpful to have clear vision goals. And I, I hope to do that as we look into 2018 and beyond. Uh, I'd like to set some clear vision goals and our leadership would like to for 2020, 2025, maybe 2050, as we set some concrete time-specific goals as to what we're going to be doing as a church. But before we even think about that, we need to first, out, first of all work out who, who are we um, and, and what is God calling us to. So for now, we, we don't have these uh, specific um, uh, orienting goals before us, which we will have. Uh, we're going to be uh, looking at this, this idea of a compass pointing us in a particular direction. And in a way, this is... This should be the same mission for every Christian church. I mean, ours is a little bit more specific. Um, we, we, we'd like to put at the end of that mission statement a Christ-centered community of disciple-making disciples in the Malonglo and beyond. So we're reaching this valley, Canberra, larger Canberra, and the globe, and Australia and, and the rest of the world. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to those more specifics. Um, that being said, we still are, as you know, we still are putting plans in place. And so we don't, we're not just, we're not just putting every, all our ministries on hold for now, are we? We're still doing ministry. For instance, we're, we've brought on a one day a week youth pastor. We're employing a full-time children's minister uh, next year. We're looking to plant another congregation. We're thinking through what it would mean if we, we did uh, have to move out of this school and what other locations might be avail- available in the valley. So there are plans. But let's just, for now, park ourselves as to what is God calling us to be? Who are we? And what is his mission? And uh, what is uh, our mission for um, us as a church community as such? I don't know if you know, but um, at the moment, uh, there's a lot of celebrations going on in regards to the Reformation. And you mightn't be familiar with the Reformation but the Reformation uh, was, is, is 500 years old, the significant um, uh, events of the Protestant church being formed where um, uh, we, we celebrate the fact that the gospel itself and the word of God uh, and Jesus and his saving work was, was really brought out of uh, the church going uh, askew from the teaching of, of Scripture. One of those uh, key slogans in the Reformation um, was the slogan, or the solas they're called, uh, is the uh, solus Christus, which was the slogan or the solar of Christ alone. Christ alone. That Christ is the Saviour, Christ is the King, Christ is the Lord, and Christ is the, uh, the one who is alone sufficient for salvation. And I think as a church, uh, we need to be reminded of that and we need to realise that this is very much uh, where the scriptures itself point to. And I I want us to be a church uh, in 2017, 2020, 25, 2050 that is putting Christ alone at the centrepiece of all that we do. Uh, This is, uh, is our uh, I think, the, the mission of the scriptures and this should be the mission of Stromlo Christian Church. Christ alone is to be central in all that we do, in all that we are. 
And, and like I said, uh, this is likely to be the mission of many churches, um, of all, all uh, truly Christian churches. I think people... Um, often ask me because they say, "What do I? Who do I work for?" And I say, "I work for a church. I work for Stromlo Christian Church." Well, what is Stromlo Christian Church? And often I'll say, um, "Well, it's an evangelical church." But I don't often, unless there's a Christian who understands the word evangelical, I'll say we're a church that takes the teaching of the Bible seriously. And yes, that is true. And I've had to really think that through. Um, but. And what I'm trying to say there is in our gatherings, the, at, the, at the heart of that is um, the, the sitting down and doing what we're doing now is working our way through the Word of God and allowing the Word of God and by His Spirit to, to transform and work into our lives as we come to grips with it and apply it to our lives. But in the end, it's not, it's not the Word of God that really is what we're all about. We're about the living word, who is Jesus. And we're about the gospel uh, revealed in Jesus, aren't we? And so, on a Sunday and in our gatherings, we don't simply just want the word itself, the, the, the text, to be central. We want Jesus to be central. Whether we sing songs and in our songs, in our prayers, uh, in our conversations, in our interactions. Yes, we want the word of God to dwell richly, but we want Jesus to be brought high and exalted. We want Jesus to be on the tips of our tongues and the message of the gospel to be proclaimed in all that we are and all that we do. My prayer is that in all of Stromlo's ministries, Stromlo's activities, that people encounter Christ. I was pulled up again in a similar vein by my previous senior minister who, who I thought, I thought was, was trying to sideline the teaching of the Word of God and the reading of the Word of God. And I said, I said to him, uh, hang on, we can't do that. We've got to make the Word central. And no, he said to me, yes, you're right, but no, we actually need to make Jesus central. We need to have a Christ-centered community and a Christ-centered gathering and ultimately a gospel-centered uh, church and church community and I pray that that's not simply for 2017 or 18 2020 and beyond but for all that we are as a church that this pulpit here is always preaching Jesus and then when people walk in those doors or when they encounter people from Stromlo Christian Church that they encounter the Lord Jesus that they go away and they say, well, wasn't Stromlo, they don't say, wasn't Stromlo Christian Church wonderful? But they would go away saying, isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't he just the most magnificent person? The most majestic, most supreme, we'll look at this passage in a, mo- a moment, the most supreme ruler over all. Isn't he the most wonderful saviour? That people are proclaiming and testifying of Jesus, not Stromlo Christian Church. Now, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir in, in a sense that many of you have, uh, are already convinced of this. But I think we often have memories like goldfish, don't we? <laughs> we forget in three seconds what really is important and our hearts, 
waver so easily. We want to shift those, those worldly idols into the centre of, of who we are and what we do as a church community. Suddenly we'll be talking about how uh, it's the quality of the music in our gatherings that is the most important thing. Or it's the, it's the colour printout of our flyers or our handouts. No, it's so easily to be distracted by those things. Yes, those things can be and are important, but only important in such that they point us and lead us to the wonder of Jesus in the gospel, aren't they? And we as a church want to make sure that there's nothing that is a hindrance and we work so hard, nothing uh, getting in the way of hindering people from encountering Christ in our gatherings here on Sundays. But more than that, and we'll look at it next week as we look at what it means to be a community in our interactions throughout the week, in our relationships and in our priorities as people that Christ is in the centre. Well, why are we having this vision series? Why are we thinking about Christ to be central? Well, it's so very important to know that we are together in line on the same page, uh, together as a church. Hopefully you'll be captivated, not simply by the mission of Stromlo, but captivated by Jesus. And one of the ways we can do that is by... um, Uh, reminding ourselves of the truths of scripture and traditionally um, even before the reformation the church itself would stay would say statements of faith together and i don't know if you realize but we've been provided this morning in the bible reading a wonderful statement or creedal uh, proclamation of the truth truths of the gospel and the truths of god uh, a statement of what we believe and what is important to us in colossians chapter 1 And traditionally, Christians will declare this together. And so I want to do that for us. Um, So it's fresh and ringing in your minds. And we're going to to look at it briefly. And then we'll talk about a couple of other things. And, you know, we stand for important things. Whether it's a national anthem or or other things like that. um, Moment of silence, those types of things. I think this is far more important than the national anthem, so I'm going to get you to stand. We're going to stand, and what we're going to do is we're going to read. It's in your outline, and it's bolded, and it'll come up on the screen. We're going to read together uh, just those five verses in Colossians 1, and I'm going to have a drink of water. So please stand and get that passage before you. Pardon me. Okay, let's read. Colossians 1:15 to 20. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. He is, whoops, sorry, <laughs> for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. All right, take a seat. 
What's this saying? Well, this is saying loud and clear that the one who is central to everything, the one who is supreme over everything, is the Lord Jesus himself. Uh, He's the image of the invisible God. He was the very firstborn over all creation. All things were created through him. These are incredible statements. Uh, Things in heaven and earth, thrones and powers and rulers and authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. The book of Colossians and and, uh, um, others of the epistles that Paul writes um, talks about this wonderful language of things being in Christ and through Christ and particularly who we are as uh, his people. And here uh, we see that all of creation and all of the redemptive plans lead to Christ. Uh, All things hold together in Christ and he is the head of the body, the church. We see that he is the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy, being the number one. You can't get higher than Jesus. For in God we see that uh, he was pleased to have his, his, his fullness dwell in him in human form. And get this, this is why he's done it in verse 20, through him to reconcile all things, whether things on earth or in heaven, and making peace through the blood shed on the cross. Here is the gospel itself. Uh, Jesus, the supreme ruler, the, be- the beginning and the end, the one who all things hold together, is the one who worked to bring reconciliation and make peace through his ble- blood shed on the cross. This wonderful statement, I encourage you to, uh, to again maybe read it out loud in your own time, to reflect on it a little bit more, it, it points us to the fact that Jesus is already the centre of everything. <laughs> he is already the one in which uh, the whole of creation gathers round. On Friday night, I got to take um, my 10-year-old son, Joel, and um, a few of his friends um, with, uh, with, with Pete Pryor, who's um, part of this congregation, camping, and I'm not much of a camper, but those of you that are campers uh, realise that um, a fire is just so very important and it, it becomes uh, the most uh, important part of your campsite. Uh, it's there for your heat, it's there for your cooking, for your boiling of water, um, it's there for little pyromaniac boys to have uh, fun and, and light their pants, don't tell their mother that that, that actually happened. Um, it it's becomes the very focal point of... Uh, you're gathering when you are at a campsite. And again, uh, uh, that's a very trivial illustration, but um, this is who we are to be as a church, making, uh, acknowledging that Jesus already is the focal point of everything. But we need to be working hard uh, to continue to allow him to be that. And how do we do that? Well, let's jump um, quickly across to chapter 1 and verse 28 Um, and this is the memory verse that we already have uh, had the chance to try and learn Uh, verse 28 says he is the one we proclaim admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ who is it that we proclaim it is Jesus himself it's the one we just read about Uh, he is the one we proclaim notice here that it's It's a person that we proclaim, isn't it? It's not a mystical belief system. It's not some sort of um, intellectual ascendancy. It's not some um, 
list of rules or, or spiritual discipline that's proclaimed, which is often the case, isn't it, in religion. It is the person of Jesus. And we saw there before that in the person of Jesus, the fullness of God dwells. Again, just, just try and get your minds around that. And this is what distinguishes uh, the wonder of the, the, the Christian faith because in the person of Jesus we see the mystery that's revealed. Verse 26, kept hidden for ages, which now disclosed and reveals, revealed, which is the gospel itself. Verse 27, if you've got it there, uh, God has chosen to make known to the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of of glory. Can you get your head around that? This one that we've just read about, this one who is supreme and ruler over all, he dwells in us. Wow. He dwells in us. Now, in our very individualistic society, we straight away think, well, he's, he's, he's in my heart. But I don't think that's what's on mind here. He dwells in us as a community. Us, Stromlo Christian Church. And notice also the corporate nature of the language here in verse 28. Pardon me, I'll just need to have another drink. He is the one not that Paul proclaims, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Now, Paul could have said, he is the one I proclaim, uh, teaching and admonishing Timothy, you know, the one person. No, it's, it's everyone, so that all people, and I think he has in mind here, not simply those within the church already, but all people globally, that they may be made fully mature in Christ. Friends, we proclaim a person, and I want this to be the case for us as a church, for Stromlo Christian Church, that people see the wonder of Jesus, that they can delight in him, they can cherish him, they can see how glorious Jesus is. Friends, he's turned my life upside down. I just think, understanding the gospel and its work in my life, Dan, who is the sinner, who has been so lovingly treated by the person of Jesus, it's just blows my mind away. It just blows me away. And friends, I want to proclaim him because of that. And I think also we as a church community, as we come to, to understand and, and we're further gripped by the gospel, it shouldn't be something that we're commanded to do. And Paul doesn't command them to do it. He just says he's the one because he's so glorious in the gospel. He's the one we proclaim so that all people might be presented Mature in Christ. I love the gospel that's actually presented uh, in verse 21. If you've still got it there, flick, flick back. Um, before I read that for you, to you, actually, I should uh, tell you of a, a comical connection here. Um, when we did go camping, I don't know if any of you have been down camping at the Cotter, um, when you drive in, there are these, these big signs that say, Firewood, $12. And as we drove in, um, I, th- I thought, firewood, $12, oh, that's a bit of a rip-off. We don't need to spend $12 on, on bags of firewood. Um, we'll just collect the wood ourselves. And we've got these, these big 
this group of 10-year-old boys, they can go out into the bush and collect the firewood. And so we sent them out, they dragged home all this firewood. So um, here we're happily camping away and, and in the morning uh, the, the ranger comes up to us and um, says hello and he's, he's very nice and he says, hey, uh, do you know that you're not actually meant to collect firewood? Um, and I didn't know that. Um, I saw the signs that you were selling firewood. But, and he said, but did you actually read the rest of the sign? Uh, a fine of $7,500 for those who collect the firewood in the area. Now, he was gracious to me. I was guilty. We were guilty, but he extended grace to us. I couldn't believe it. I'd, I'd read, the, read the headline, but I didn't read the fine print. And if you know me, as Sky, my lovely wife, knows me, um, that's not a gift of mine to read the fine print. I could never be a lawyer. Um, so I went back, and there it was very obvious on the sign as I read the sign. Friends, we have the headline here um, in verse 15 to 20 telling us about the supremacy of, supremacy of Christ. But there below it, uh, we see the wonder of his work in our lives personally, the, the fine print or the details of what he does. Verse 21, it says, Once you are alienated from God, you are enemies in your own minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. These are beautiful words, aren't they? What, what wonderful, glorious words where uh, we were alienated. Dan, I was alienated. You as an individual, we as a, as a corporate um, group of people, we're alienated from God. But, verse 22, he has reconciled us through Christ's physical body. And now what are we presented as? Did you see it there? We are now presented as holy in his sight, without blemish and free, free from any accusation. I don't know if you're familiar with the gospel and some of you this morning might not be familiar with the message of the gospel but this is it here, the wondrous message that we can be now brought back into relationship with God, our creator because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Let me plead with you to take this message to heart to to contemplate it, to uh, reflect on it more seriously if you haven't yet. See, this is what Stromlet Church is about. Uh, this, is, this is what's at the heart of who we are. It's the gospel of Jesus. Friends, we love him. We delight in him. We want to proclaim him so that more people are brought into maturity in him. This is our mission. This is, this is God's mission. To glorify and honour Christ. Next week, we'll look at how we do this as a community and what it means to be a community. But as we finish, we're going we're gonna sin- to finish by singing about that servant king, the one who gave up his life on our behalf. Before we do, I'm going to pray, and then I'm just going to read again those wonderful verses from uh, chapter 1, 15 to 20. See, I'm going to pray because this is already the prayer of my heart for us and it will continue to be the prayer for you and for us uh, as a church that we are a Christ-centered community. Let's, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you 
Thank you, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for our beautiful Saviour, our glorious Saviour. Thank you that he has extended such a wonderful grace that you have rescued us as enemies. Thank you that he is already at the centre of the universe, <laughs> at the centre of all things, and, and all nations, every knee, will declare him Lord, and that we for all eternity will say, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. But for now, we pray that we would be your obedient church, that we would get on board with your mission to make Jesus central, not just in our lives personally, not just in our gatherings corporately here on Sundays, but in all our interactions as Stromlo Christian Church, so that we are known in the future as people look at us and look it back as that church that put Christ at the centre. Thank you for him, in Jesus' name.